This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi all, welcome to Weekly Woman. It's your host, Alice Cash, presented by Jubilance for PMS. We have an exciting lineup today. First, some ideas for sprucing up your home going into the summer. And then we're chatting with Becca Lantry, a marriage and family therapist who's part of the Jubilant Sisterhood. We're talking to her today about all things motherhood and relationships. You don't want to miss it. All of this and more coming up after this word from our sponsor. First, we have to give it up for our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS, the only supplement on the market to help relieve your emotional PMS symptoms. This supplement is produced by a woman-run company and is the only clinically tried supplement on the market for the emotional side of PMS. Just think if you could stop all the stressing and those anxieties that accompany PMS. It's totally possible with a supplement you take once a day. Learn more if Jubilance is right for you at jubilance.com. We've all been in our homes for the better part of a year now, and it's time to move on with our lives into the summer. We can renovate our homes to reflect more healthy attitudes moving forward, and we can celebrate all the memories we've shared with our families in our homes this past year. Our surroundings really affect our mindset, so it's time to push the summer cleansing into action and create a mood that helps us celebrate the little wins of the year, whether they're whether that was reading more books, spending more time with family, or just being able to be outside a little more. Here are some easy ways to recreate your space that aren't all that expensive. They'll keep you feeling mentally calmer and happier as we move into these warmer seasons. Bring the outdoors in. You can never be too sad when you're surrounded by flowers. The new trend for the season is buying flowering branches Buy a cherry blossom branch and watch as it blooms in your space. It works as a great centerpiece and reminds us of rebirth, the rebirth of this new year that we are going to be living in. Whether it's flowers or a new plant, indulge yourself at the grocery store and buy that plant that's almost dead and bring it back to life and watch its progress. Lately, I've been propagating my own succulents. It's so easy and brings me so much joy to see the little progress of my little babies, as I call them. Do a work-from-home makeover. You spend so much of your life at this desk. You want to be comfortable. Why not make it chic? Make some small changes, like a desk mat or change up that mouse pad. Add a cute cup for your pins or a bouquet of flowers on your desk. I'm partial to dried flowers. I have a small bouquet just sitting on my desk that I made with Petal on, and it will last about two years because it's dried, so I don't have to change it. I love the splash of color it brings to my space and how fun it was to make it. Highly, highly recommend. Try some new art. It doesn't have to be expensive. It could be something that you make or even a toddler makes. Just put it in a frame and call it modern art. (laughs) Or grab a fun print from the internet. Just switch it up so you're seeing something that makes you smile and keeps you happy. Add a pillow. I am all about the pillow game. It's an easy way to redecorate a space or spice up that furniture that you already have. Why not try a new color with pillows that you choose or a fun pattern? Go to Home Goods or Target to get cheap and fun pillows. I also love to put my pillows on my outdoor furniture to switch it up. Decorate with fruit. Not only is fruit delicious, but it also looks great. By having it on display, you're more likely to pick it up for a treat. 
I have a white kitchen and I can't tell you how good citrus looks in it. Every time I have some lemons in a bowl, I think it looks like a model home. Seriously, I'm telling you. <laughs> Bring in that scent. Who doesn't love a fun scent? I'm so tired of smelling cleaning products and Lysol everywhere I go. I mean, I guess it's a good thing because it's super clean, but also like, no. Why not try a room spray or an essential oil diffuser? I recently bought one and I love trying all of the different scents. That way it's all varied, but makes my house smell amazing. Organize or buy some colorful exercise equipment. Get that exercise equipment out in the open. The more that you look at it, the more you will feel compelled or forced to use it. And grab some in fun colors. I recently switched up my yoga mat and I'm loving the blue and purple. It's so calming and makes me want to get into Downward Dog. Your healthy home renovation is waiting for you. Hopefully these quick tricks will make you feel more at ease and less anxious about being home, like forever now. But we're heading into the summer and so... Those are some healthy ways to just revamp just a little bit. If you love this podcast, please share it with your friends. Write a review and rate us on iTunes. We'd love to have your thoughts, and it really does help. Managing my stress levels. I take on way too much. I do way too many things. And every year I tell myself I'm going to do less and less. I always seem to not meet that goal every year. I've removed no stress from my life. There is um, too much to do. If you're also trying to remove stress from your life, the only thing that has helped me immensely, more than anything, has been Jubilance. Uh, this PMS supplement <laughs> is a lifesaver, and most of the stress that I have to deal with is on my period, and it helps me keep my cool, find my peace, and deal with my stress and manage it better. But now that I have a jubilance to help me with all this stress, I was able to get everything I need to get done. I am not overwhelmed and I can finally put this all away and just enjoy what 2021 has to bring. Hi Becca, welcome! Hi, thank you. We're so excited to have you back on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So for all of you listening, Becca Lantry was one of our first people that we had on Weekly Woman, and now she's back to kind of talk about her life now and life after the pandemic, life having a kid, uh, being a working mom. And she also writes every week or once a month, actually, for the Jubilee, which you guys can check out her awesome columns. Um, and speaking of, what is your, your latest column about? Yeah, so um, I love writing for the Jubilee. It's a lot of fun. My latest column is about caring for yourself as we're transitioning into summer. So some mental health, mental wellness related tips on that. Oh, that is great. And something yeah. that we really need with this yeah. heat coming on. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and as you know, it's Mother's Day month. Uh, what, what were you guys doing to celebrate? Yeah, um, I really, really enjoyed and still am enjoying Mother's Day month. Uh, I got to take my daughter swimming for the first time and it was so much fun. And she got to, I know, she got, she got to splish around um, in her little tankini and just loved it. Uh, and we had a really sweet brunch um, together and just kind of like hung out and spent some intentional time. It was really, really nice. And I got to sleep in, which is like a big deal. Um, so yeah, I, I really am enjoying Mother's Day month so far too. 
um, especially as you know pieces are opening up also and um, getting to really enjoy that time with SD. Yeah. Awesome. And for everyone, her daughter's name is Esty, which is the cutest <laughs> name ever. Can you talk a little bit about having a baby in COVID times? Like what an, what a crazy landscape to be in. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I also, yeah, I wrote a little bit about it too for the Jubilee, which you can check out. Um, yeah, so I, uh, it was, was crazy. I was in the last trimester of my pregnancy when COVID hit. And um, a lot of ideas about how I thought the pregnancy and the birth and having a baby were, I thought how they would go did not go as planned, um, which was something that I just kind of got shifted again of like, okay, time to readjust. Um, so it was pretty isolating, especially considering my history. Um, this pregnancy was SD was considered high risk because of my pregnancy, because of my previous pregnancy and, and birth. And so I really was inside, like no grocery shopping, nothing. Um, nothing except for like one walk a day. I was really like hyper vigilant um, to make sure that nothing and no one could like cross this bubble barrier. And so um, Devin, my husband and I were just like inside. And uh, thankfully just before I had Esty, our daughter, um, her name's Esther, we call her Esty for short and that kind of sticks. Um, like a little bit before the hospital said we could have a partner in the room. So I was like, really excited to at least have one person and went from thinking I was going to have to give birth alone to being able to have my husband. And so it was a huge relief, even though I missed the people that I wished I would, wish I would have had my mom and my sister there. Um, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And also it got to be a nice opportunity for us to just really get to know one another as a family um, and as parents and kind of give ourselves the opportunity to do it on our own. I know a lot of people had to do it by themselves. A lot of women had babies. A lot of people, you know, um, had babies during this time. And although it was scary and isolating, there was like this sense of community that I had. I was on a, like a, a chat group for like pregnant people at the time. And I was like, what are you doing? You know, there's this grasping for community that I still had. And so tried to find it wherever we could, um, FaceTiming with friends. I know um, Devin's sister was in town and she actually watched our dogs while we had SD, shout out to Auntie Lauren. Um, and uh, like not even being able to like be in the house at the same time as Lauren when we're bringing the baby in because of all of these like standing back, like here's your niece, you know, hello. Um, having Lauren outside and us being inside and not knowing what to do. Uh, so it was crazy to say the least. There was like a lot of things, human needs that weren't met by being in isolation. Um, and a lot of things that like, I'm sure a lot of new parents don't know what they're doing. I didn't know what, we, what I was doing. And so the panic that sets in of like knowing, oh my gosh, I really don't have anyone that can come over right now and show me how to do this. Um, this is wild. And also I was kind of I know how to do this from some kind of coding in my body. So let's figure it out. Um, I did have a lot of help, uh, like to give Esty her first bath at home. We video chatted my mom and we got a little like tripod um, and Devin's mom. And we had like a little, you know, we had to be okay, is this what, is this right? And my mom would be like, hold the baby up. Let me see, uh, you know, like things we, we adapted on video. So yeah, that was a lot, um, but it was intense and it's still kind of intense. Yeah. Essie's about to turn one 
and we're barely like kind of getting our feet wet in terms of like how to exist on the outside. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I yeah. gave you a lot there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember when um, Lauren and Alana, um, Becca's uh, sisters-in-law, yeah, that's the term, <laughs> um, when they were visiting and they had to sit outside the glass and you guys would be inside yeah. and they would be like out in your backyard. I remember those stories and just like how we had to do everything during COVID was just so absurd and crazy. And I guess it's still happening. Um, even if yeah. we no longer have to wear masks, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Did that happen in California? Yeah. yeah, I think the mask mandate's getting lifted June 15th. Okay. Um, and some places are low, like it's kind of up in the air. Like there's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think like California will, we won't have to wear masks as of June 15th which wow. is exciting. Yeah, exactly a year after we had Estes. So wow. a little, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. wonderful. And how is Estee doing now? She's turning one years old. <laughs> yes, yes, in a few weeks, she'll be one. Um, it's very exciting. Uh, she's doing really well. We're really thankful. Um, I'm really thankful that she turned out okay. Like, you know, it, amidst everything, I was really nervous about her not knowing how to like be a kid because all we have are these two dogs and us inside. And she didn't have like the normal, you know, we didn't go to play groups. We didn't do, she didn't see like the outside world. Um, so, but considering all that, she's incredible. Um, and she's super social and we go for walks and she waves to everyone. She's cruising now, so meaning she's like getting ready to walk. So she wow. hangs on and like takes little steps. She stands and wow. claps. And she says a couple words, which is amazing. What yeah, so she points to everything uh, to like identify something that she wants. And so one of, uh, she says mama, um, which like obviously I was a puddle when that happened for the first time. And she says bamba, which is a snack, like a peanut snack that she eats. That was her second word. Um, <laughs> it's like a, a, like a, a peanut snack you give babies to help them not be allergic to peanut butter. Oh, and so um, yeah, so mama first, then bamba, then dada. So her priorities of snack Food. and parent. Yeah, of course, there were, she was up there with the priorities. <laughs> and um, she also says water, she goes wawa for water. She like point to water. Um, and she calls my, my mom, she calls her Bubba. So she says Bubba too. Um, and my niece is Lila. So she said Lila. So she has like a good, good chunk oh. of words. Um, and she repeats. She also barks uh, at. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you please tell that story? It's amazing. Sure, sure, yeah. So, um, because of COVID, SD didn't really get to get socialized with other babies or kids. Um, outside of our two lovely dogs, we have a dog named Glenn and Alan. And yeah, I know. Um, and so, um, yeah, every time a package would come or groceries get delivered, the dogs bark at the door. That's kind of the only time they really bark. Um, and so that's what SC was exposed to in terms of like communication. And so out of nowhere, one day the dogs bark and then we just hear, Rrr. and I'm like, Devin, did you just growl? Uh, and he's like, 
no, no, that wasn't me. And I looked down, Estee's in her little playpen and she's growling back at the dogs. So Estee will bark and growl after the dogs bark because she thinks she's one of them. Um, and we're like, does our daughter think she's a dog? I'm not really sure what's going on because when she gets a toy, she puts it in her mouth and goes like this, uh, like a dog does. She growls. Um, I'm pretty sure if she had a tail, she'd wag it. So um, yeah, a C might think she's a dog. And I don't know if it's something we're ready to correct yet or if ever, because um, it's really cute. It doesn't want to be a dog. Yeah. I mean, especially one of our dogs. They have a great life, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is just so cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And the world is starting to open up. Have you guys ventured forth and gone anywhere with Esty? Yes. So like I mentioned before, we took her swimming. There's a pool um, that's not like at our uh, apartment condo complex. It's like up the street. So we went there. Um, we, uh, I took her on a little date actually this week. We went to lunch together. I had the afternoon off. And um, we went on a mom, like a mama baby date, which was something I was very excited to do pre-COVID. And we sat outside and had lunch together and had like matching little salmon dishes um, and just like sat next to her. Yeah, I know. I, I like, it was very exciting. So I was looking forward to that. And uh, we took Essie to the zoo, the San Diego wow. Zoo. Yeah, that was a big, a big one. She loved it. She absolutely loved it. Um, she pointed, there's like a little river. We went with, um, Devin's dad, her grandpa, Jim and, um, grandma Linda and her uncle Ted, we went with them and, um, it was great. She saw like a little waterfall thing and she pointed to it and went, wah, wah. <laughs> um, she loved the animals. I know we both lost it over the meerkats. They're my favorite. Um, and she has this little like giraffe hat that we got her and I had a giraffe hat. So we have like matching giraffe hats. Oh my god. I know. It's too much. It's too much. But it's, okay. really no, it's, it's like too little. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are those are the places so far. I took her like out at a restaurant um and outside. And then we went to the zoo. So that was exciting. And we got to visit some of my family. We got to go to Los Angeles and she got to be there too. So that was exciting being fully vaccinated. I was really lucky um, because I'm a therapist to be able to be in one of the groups and I was fully the first groups. Um, here in San Diego. So uh, I was fully vaccinated and thankfully um, was able to give her some breast milk at the time. So she was able to get some immunities oh, like based good. off of what they're saying. Um, so I feel like pretty comfortable getting out there now that we're like reaching a, a little bit more level of comfort. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's so good that you were able to get vaccinated early on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really lucky. So yeah, we're, we're thankful that everyone else is, um, getting there too. So, or as, as many people as possible, uh, and if you haven't gotten vaccinated, you have the opportunity to please get vaccinated if you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this year has been like so crazy, but there have also been some like good moments too. What has been your favorite memory of this year? I mean, having your daughter. Probably. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's a big one. I feel like I should say that for sure. Um, I think that, and like really 
kind of coming into my own as a mom and as a professional, like really kind of getting to know myself there. Um, that was a big moment for me. It's still, it's an ongoing moment, 100%. Um, I was also able to get a job during a pandemic, which others were not a very like lucky, lucky few. Um, and so, yeah, that happened. So that was a beautiful moment. And like the little pieces here and there too, that without this isolation, like my family, my little, like the three of us um, would not be able to have, I mean, we, with all of the moments, um, yeah, we would have missed out on so much more. I mean, like Devin not having a commute, <laughs> like just those two out, you know, an hour or so each way, like being able to be like, okay, I'm done working, just come down for dinner and have it, you know, like having those little moments together. Um, I think have been really, really special and joyous for me, 100%. That's great. Yeah. And you know, something that, um, that you're so good at as a therapist and like being together with Devin and your little family this whole year is like your relationship and how, uh, I know a lot of people have been struggling with that in this time when we're constantly together. <laughs> um, how have you, like, would you have any advice for other couples going through it? I know we're like finally able to like yeah. see other people. But. Yeah, sure. hundred percent. Yeah. For those who are, you know, I still know some few who are like not feeling totally comfortable getting out there and that's okay. I mean, we've been living our lives this way. It makes total sense to move however you're comfortably too. So that caveat also. So this might, this advice might hit. Um, yeah. I mean, I can share kind of like what we're doing um, and offering maybe a tip, take it or leave it here. Um, uh, my biggest thing would be intentionality. I know it's easier said than done, but being really intentional. And when I say that, I mean, even if you're already stuck together, kind of framing it in a way where you're choosing to be stuck together, if that's what you're choosing. If you're like, you know, in this house, in this apartment, you know, in this space, and you're working in the same space, living in the same, like just doing everything, everything in the same space, children not, pets not, it's gonna get overwhelming for anyone. I know it's gotten overwhelming for us too. And the biggest thing um, that's really helped has been intentional together time and intentional separate time. Um, even if it means, I mean, thankfully we live in a townhouse, so we have a story that can, you know, a level that can separate um, and two bedrooms. So we're very fortunate to have some space where even if it's like intentionally, hey, I'm going to go read in the other room, Estee's nap, like something, you know, our work time is intentional. We're separate. Um, like, yeah. So carving out that time and really being intentional about it. I know I've said that a billion times already, but it's so, it was so important for us being able to kind of have a schedule, meet about our week, what's coming up and say like, okay, tomorrow night, let's actively choose to watch that show together. Like let's, let's have dinner and like, we'll sit down by the couch. And after that, that's when we're going to be together or not, or this is when we're going to have our big cleanup day. Like something, something like that of just kind of taking the power over, you know, taking it back from a situation where we might be feeling powerless to our circumstance of needing to be with somebody just because of, you know, not just, but because of all the context going around around us. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's something that you put in one of your earlier articles too, of the Jubilee from this year 
was you showed your calendar, your you and Devin's calendar, um, which I thought was really helpful. Of like, you have a whole whiteboard and you write like what like every day and like when you're free, what you're doing, which I think is really lovely. It kind of gives like a perspective of um, how we should be or how we could structure our days together or not. Yeah, totally. And the the writing of the calendar is not for everyone. I know that like for me. Um, it really is helpful to quell my own anxiety when I know exactly what's in front of me. Like if I'm, if I'm just kind of surrendering to the day and I don't know what time it is, that's kind of when I feel most on edge. Um, and that can be a pretty common feeling. So knowing like, okay, from this time to this time, I have this and this time is free time. Yes, it's pretty rigid. And to be totally honest with you, I, that was, you know, in March when we shared that calendar, probably by December, the calendar was looking a little looser, um, <laughs> realistically. And also it was important, like the ritual itself of, of carving out that piece kind of gave me a semblance of order in the chaos. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's really cool and very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. And you are a marriage and family therapist. Can you talk a little bit about um, being a therapist in the pandemic and getting this job and being a working mom? Yeah, thanks. A lot yeah. You. I know. Yeah, well, I'm, re I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready. Um, yes. So I am technically a marriage and family therapist associate. So meaning I'm not licensed yet in the state of California. I actually just passed a big exam that's uh, this past weekend, the law and ethics exam. Oh. Well, yeah, I know it's a really big deal. Um, just, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I have one more exam and I have to meet some hours in order to get my license, which probably a couple of years away from that. Um, but yeah, so I'm a marriage and family therapist associate, meaning um, that I'm under the supervision of a licensed um, MFT. And I love the work. Uh, I technically, I graduated in 2020 from my graduate program and my graduation ceremony is actually next week. Like they're actually having it. So I get to really walk, but even though wow. I've been graduated for over a year. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I love it. Uh, I am really enjoying the work that I get to do with clients right now. I'm mostly working with some individuals. I'm able to work with families and couples, um, and children. I love working with with kiddos and families um, so when that opportunity comes up I'm, I'm all in it um, and I I really I enjoy the work it's it's interesting you know I um, became employed in December uh, so we were a solid many months into COVID um, and I had SD needed to recover pieces needed to kind of get life in order a little bit. And there are also some uh, logistical things like you need to register as an associate with a state. Oh, There's wow. some like, you have to submit that you graduate. There's like a lot of logistical pieces that needed to clear before I could actually legally get employed as a therapist. Um, there are some steps you have to take there, which I won't get into. Uh, so that happened uh mom life kind of settled in and I'm like you know what I need to I need to also do the work that I'm trained to do this is something that is fitting for me and it was all on telehealth um and I could kind of make my own hours so I'm really fortunate to have gotten a part-time position at a, at a clinic at a nonprofit that I actually like dreamed about working at in grad school it was started by my mentor in grad school and I was like if I'm manifesting what I want for my life, this is where I'm at. Um, they practice the way I like to practice. 
they're, um, they have a sliding scale of affordable services for those in the community. It's a nonprofit. Um, and so this is where I want to be. Plus, I mean, we didn't have to arrange for childcare because I could see clients in the evening when Devin's not working. It works perfectly, right? So it was one of those like, oh my gosh, is this real life? We're in a pandemic and I'm kind of meeting my dream thing here. Um, and it, yeah, it, it was, it is. Uh, so I see, you know, I have like a client load where I see about 10 folks a week. Uh, it's not big, but I really love it. And um, I'm trying to hit all the marks there. Yeah, I, we talk about all kinds of things and I, this is my space. This is like my office um, where I see clients and it's all on telehealth. Thankfully, we haven't been needing to go in. Um, I know there are so many frontline um, mental health workers that have gone into spaces. I'm really fortunate that I didn't need to um, and that we're fully telehealth until further notice. Um, right. So I, yeah, I mean, that might change soon with regulations changing and everything and vaccinations changing. However, for now, um, I'm here and I, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's so great. You get so much more time with your family that way and like working yeah. from home and being able to have lunch together. Yeah, um, yeah, it's really nice. And um, being the whole working mom thing, it's definitely, um, to answer that part, I it's definitely an adjustment for sure. Um, Working as a marriage and family therapist, uh, stuff comes up, right? Like there, there are things where I kind of need to balance um, my own physiology, my own um, like kind of checking some pieces at the door and used to in my training, uh, my previous training, I would be in an in-person setting. I, I worked at a high school and a community clinic and I would have a drive home to be like, okay, oh. today was hard, so rewarding, so meaningful, also hard time to take my therapist hat off and go home, you know, to life and cook dinner and have, you know, Becca as a human here, um, not there, you know, I'm a human in the therapy room, but non-therapist yeah uh and so i don't have that drive anymore and so um being a working mom i've had to carve in systems of like yes we have a floor separating us and that intentionality comes in there too where i know i'm not done seeing clients until i've taken my lap around the block like i have to go for a walk to kind of clear my head then it's dinner and bedtime with sd and i can get back to her um so it's been an interesting balance. Um, it's also just made me really appreciate uh, what every uh, parent, possible parent, um, mom, you know, uh, dad, in some you know, in circumstances, also have to do to like accommodate uh, being able to work and raise a child. It's not totally easy. Um, uh, it's not. Uh, and, and it takes a lot of, a lot of energy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in, in my mind, it seems, it seems really worth it to be able to kind of maintain that balance there as much as I can. Mm -hmm. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I think that idea of like intentionality and like giving yourself that self-care you need, that ritual before yeah. you come back into the space of just being a mom and a partner. Yeah. Um, that's really helpful and interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. There's this imagery that I have too of like, so I, I usually always wear dangly earrings as part of, I don't know what it is. It's like, I can't be like full blazer in, in like at home setting. I don't know why it's, <laughs> I can't really adapt to like the full professional gear. So I'll, I'll, I'll put my earrings on, right? But Esty really loves earrings. She'll like yank them, you know, she's very curious. <laughs> And so part of my ritual is like, okay, I get out of my, my counselor cardigans, as I call them, I'll get out of my counselor, you know, my, my dress, uh, I'll get on my stretchy pants immediately, still have like my hair done, makeup done, and these dangly earrings. And sometimes I forget, you know, I go on my lap, I come back, and then I'm like, oh, I remember now, Esty's pulling my ears. But I have to, I always remember the time, the transition time is delineated by me taking out my dangly earrings. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, that's so interesting. But yeah. yeah, but it's it's great and cool that you have this like sort of ritual that gets you there. Yeah. 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 Um, Becca, is there anything else you'd like to add to our listeners today? Um not anything that I could totally think of. Just uh maybe a little tidbit as things are getting more back to normal or whatever you might want to call it. Um, like I mentioned a little bit earlier before, stay to your comfort zone, uh, like be gentle with yourself, remind yourself that you can take the time you need. If things are feeling overwhelming, being out in places, you can go home. You're allowed. You can leave. Um, just, you know, if you're in these social settings, your friends will understand if you need a minute. Your friends, like people who love you will understand if you need time to like get back in slowly. Um, and if you want to go head first and dive in, like cannonball into the pool of pre-COVID life, you know, go for it safely. Just know that like, yeah, follow your preferences. So that's, I guess what I have to say there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so helpful. Like follow your preferences, intentionality. Um, this has been so great, Becca. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Alice, for having me. I appreciate it.